0: I've been, like, afraid to get on buses because I don't, like, know the money situation. Now. There's, like, cards. Yeah, I, don't, and, like,
1: I don't have a card. I don't have any cash. I don't
0: know how much they cost. <laughs> See, in
2: Richmond, you, you put the cash in and did, like... That's
0: how it used to be. You just put in some money. Yeah. yeah. I
1: don't I, even have any money. One time...
2: They probably got credit card scanners now.
1: I hope
0: so. Back in my bus riding days, like, I was uh I was waiting at the bus stop and these two, like, teenagers came up and then one of them was like, I don't have any money. And then the other guy was like, just grabbed some rocks and threw those in there, and he what? did it, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> so, Why is this not on the podcast? <laughs> so not only did he like come to the bus stop with no plan whatsoever on getting on the bus, and the bus got there right when he uh, got there, he came up with a plan in like seconds. Wow, it was a terrible plan, by the way, but it, it worked. It? It I don't worked. know.
1: The fact that it worked means it was a great plan. Uh, should we start the podcast? Hey guys, welcome to the For the Win podcast. Uh, I'm Hemel Javeri with uh, Evan Thorpe and Stephen Ruiz. Happy end of the week.
2: Uh, Happy end of Black History Month.
1: No, there's still like a week left. Uh, what are you talking about? No,
2: it's not. It's only yeah. 28 days this
0: month. Evans yeah, is and trying today to end.
1: Today's the it. 21st. He's trying to end
0: it early with everything that's in the news. He's just like,
2: this end it. Let's get to March. next year. Next year. You're
1: trying to shortchange Black History Month. They've already
2: shortchanged Black History Month for me. So let's just get to March. Let's get to March Madness.
1: All right, we have a lot to talk about today. All right, let's talk about Zion Williamson. So on Wednesday night, Zion twisted his knee
2: yeah (laughs) that (laughs)
0: That works that makes sense he twisted his Mm -hmm. knee
1: all right so zion uh, blew out a shoe twisted his knee and it was legitimately scary for for a little while right because to see an athlete with so much potential get injured in a way that looked really serious uh, in, like, the first 33 seconds of a really high-profile game with President, Bar- former President Barack Obama watching, like, it was very dramatic. Uh, it turns out that the knee injury is not that severe, so that's some good news. But it launched an entire debate, not just into Zion's shoes, but whether or not he, he should keep playing and risk getting injured before he gets drafted in June.
2: I mean... Zion Williamson will be the number one draft pick, and he will get a lot of money not only from the NBA but from whatever shoe company he decides to sign with. And if I was him, I would really consider it because the one thing as an athlete you don't want to hurt is your knees and your back. Once you hurt those two things, you're not the same athlete. And this was like a close call. But if I was him, I would sit down with Coach K, his parents, and I would really say, like, hey – What's the best option here? I know you want to win a national championship, but at the same time, I could potentially you know
1: I'm only playing devil's advocate here, yeah, right, which is that every athlete every single time they take the court is risking injury right your is there's the potential for catastrophe, you never know what's going to happen. Does that minimize or does that minimize what happened to him
2: but are you saying athletes, as in like professionals or collegiate athletes? Both, because uh, cause in college you could get hurt, and if you have one of these insurance things on you, like you're only going to get to the uh, up to the money that you put down on yourself. But if you get hurt in the pros, most of the time you already got that money. So
1: right, but the situation here is that Zion right now everybody is making money off of Zion except for him. Yeah, right. The like UNC Duke. Uh, Everybody is profiting from his talent except for him. Mm -hmm. He has to delay how much money he is going to make at least until June where he can declare for the NBA draft. And then the money starts rolling in. Right. Um, And that's because the system won't let him play right out of high school. Um, And there's no other option for him, really. I guess he could go play in Europe if he wanted.
2: Yeah, but I I would sit it out because one, any type of knee injury, he's just going to drop. And the more you drop, the less money you make. You're Mm -hmm. the number one overall pick. You're going to get paid. And he's, like, the biggest collegiate athlete I've seen since. I can't even tell you who's been as big as him because clearly he's going to get the biggest shoe deal, like, coming out of college. And, like, do you want to risk that with a a knee injury?
1: Well, Dan Vulcan, who writes for USA Today, his column, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. His column was basically that. Playing for Duke, even for a year, has elevated Zion's profile so much that he's now going to make more money than if he had gone just from high school or had gone to play overseas for a couple of years or something like that. Uh, you're Steven's frowning. I, I, I don't I, I agree don't, with it. I'm yeah, just saying. He
0: was a big name before he went to Duke. Wherever he went, people were going to pay attention. It does, I don't think the Duke brand has helped him at all. If I was him, if I was in his position, I'd probably play just because... I don't think you can approach playing a sport like being afraid to get injured every yeah. time you step out on the court and I even if he gets injured I still think he's the number one pick it happened it's happened before Kenyon Martin was the number one pick in two thousand he like severely broke his leg like two months no three months before the draft he still went number one overall what's I don't think Zion's gonna have a problem doing that
1: well it's not just about him going number one because I think you're right he could get he could suffer a serious injury and he would still go number one because people would be willing to risk him being able to rebound, right? They'd be, because of as huge a talent as he is, they'd be willing to give him years to get better. But it's also about what he's sacrificing for his overall NBA career, right? If he does get injured in the last couple of months. But again, that's a chance you take every time you step out onto the court or onto the field.
2: But if you're like, if you're the NBA, I think you want Zion to be rested, to come mm-hmm. in, because you think about how much money he's going to bring into the NBA next year. We already see the ticket prices to a college game on a Wednesday night. You think about if he goes to the Knicks, all right, big market and his first game, you know, it's just dunks. He doesn't even have to be good. If he can just have, like, three or four dunks per game, people will come. And you think about All-Star Weekend, everybody's already anticipating him playing, I mean, doing the dunk contest. So, like, he's already expected to be – This much hype and bring in this much attention. I don't think the NBA wants to risk him sitting out for a year. But that's
0: no different from him sitting out to please, or for him, from him playing to uh, appease the NCAA. Now he's just sitting out to appease another company that's trying to make money off him. But the company at least pay him. But he's gonna get paid no matter what. Who's gonna not? Who's gonna pass on Zion just because he got hurt? You'd just risk so much ridicule if he turned out to be the player. But it's not about
1: passing on Zion. It's more about him being able to reach his potential, right? And if he gets injured in these last four months, uh, then it's not just about going number one because apparently that's a given, right? Whatever happens, he's going number one.
2: I, I would be hesitant if he got injured on his knees because you look at NBA players with knee injuries.
1: Yeah, but you would still take him.
2: No, I, if I had a number one pick and he's coming off an ACL injury, I wouldn't do it.
1: Okay, that's fair. ACL injury, that's pretty severe. And I mean,
0: in 1985, yeah, it's too... Be, People come back from ACL. What's the last athlete that tore his ACL and wasn't the same?
1: All right. Let me, I'm telling you, but the whole point is not debating whether or not he goes one, two, three, or even four, (laughs) right? The whole point is that he, he'd be taking away from his, not just future earnings potential, but from his entire career during a period of time when he's actually not getting compensated at all. Mm -hmm. And right now he has to play to fit the system, right? Because he wants to play in the NBA and this is what he has to do. So, I I mean, I don't know if there's a solution here aside from overhauling the NCAA or the system by which people enter into the NBA.
0: I don't think he had to play in college. Though He could have went overseas, like we said, and made a lot of money. I think he wanted to. I mean, people discount it, but I think the experience of playing at Duke is worth something. Like, athletes grow up watching March Madness and wanting to play in it. He wants – I'm sure he wants to experience that.
1: I, I'm – sorry, go ahead.
2: And I also think that players go to college to kind of get like that last year to be like a kid almost because mm-hmm. soon as, if he was to go overseas, mm-hmm. you're an adult now. Yeah. All right, people are going to be relying on you to pay off any type of problems they have because I think Brandon Jennings, when he went overseas, he made a million, right, like for I a don't year. Know, he made a lot, though. Yeah, but, like, if he was to go overseas, he's an adult now. Right. Now he's still a kid. He can continue to just, like – Not rely on his parents, but like he doesn't have to deal with the day-to-day struggles of being an adult.
1: Yeah, well, he doesn't have to deal with adjusting to a new country and a language that he doesn't really know and all these other things. He gets the fun of being a college basketball star. All of that is a given. All of that is good. I think the point is that it's just a reminder that especially athletes of Zion's caliber are risking a lot for a system that doesn't fairly compensate them.
2: Like, I don't see – like, why not say, like, all right, you know what? We can give some type of check to the basketball players at the end of the year or, like, at the end of the semester. Because $2,000 for a regular season game?
1: I know. I know. Trust me, I think that's a larger conversation Mm. about NCAA reform that we will be sidestepping for today. Mm. (laughs) The other thing, though, is about Zion's shoes. Do you think – that this has hurt Nike? And if so, does Nike's relationship with Colin Kaepernick uh, offset what they did to Zion? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think
0: that was a hell of a
2: segue. <laughs> but that was a stretch.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> These I don't,
1: two things are related. I don't think it
0: hurts Nike. Like yeah, I'm not think so thinking right now, the next time I buy shoes, I'm not going to be thinking about Zion Williams blowing his shoe out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy Pumas. I'm still gonna buy Nikes.
1: Yeah, I I don't think this is makes a really big deal at all. I think that
0: Zion's not gonna wear New Balances or Pumas just because his shoe blew out.
2: Everyone's shoes
0: blow out at one point, especially when you're an athlete like that.
2: Here's my thing, all right. You know, Nike is gonna look at it like, all right, we messed up. We got to really make a play, a hard play for him. But I feel like other companies would come in and be like, look, we want to make you the face of our our brand, and we're gonna try to give you top dollar. Where Nike, I don't think. We'll be willing to give him top dollar. I think he can go somewhere like Puma and be the face of that sneaker franchise. Yeah. And go ahead. I think I don't think Nike, like him and him and Nike's relationship, is like oh I'll never wear them again. Like
1: no, I don't think that either. But I also don't think he wants to be the face of Puma. Yeah. Why not?
2: Because nobody wants to be that. Who wants to be that? I'm telling you, he's gonna sign with Roc Nation under Jay Z, and who's creative control of Puma right now? Jay-Z. So jay is going to get him paid. He's going to be like, guess what? I'd rather wear these shoes and get paid. He's going to get paid by He's Nike. He's going to get, get paid get, by Nike. He will be get, getting paid as the franchise at Puma.
0: He'd still be getting paid the same amount. He just wouldn't get as much. He wouldn't be the top guy, obviously, because yeah. they have so many guys. But being the third guy at Nike is better than being the top guy at Puma. <laughs> I t- agree. T-
2: telling you, Puma going to give him a uh, billion-dollar contract. How many
0: uh, pairs of Pumas do you own?
2: I own one. Ask me how many pair of Nikes I own. Oh, how many? Zero.
0: You were wearing a pair of Nikes on Tuesday night in our flag football league. Oh,
2: th- those were a gift, and they were oh, cleats. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I have Adidas cleats. Let's be uh, real. We
0: asked how many you own, and you said zero. you Those are
2: cleats. Those are not technically Fake sneakers.
1: News. All right, moving on from Evan's shoe fetish, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick. He reached a settlement with the NFL in his collusion case,
2: uh, he sold out. No, I'm lying. I'm playing. I I just
0: want to know from the people that do think he's he sold out. Unfortunately, there's none of those people in this room. I assume. Like, what did they think the end Endgame was? Or yeah. Colin Kaepernick's Endgame? He was suing the league for money. It's a lawsuit. You right. get money in the end. He was never. The suit was never going to end with the, like the NFL going. Oh, we were wrong this whole time.
2: Here's a contract. You that know, wasn't the case. And a lot of people, I don't really, under I don't think they understood what was going on with the case. Like, they mm-hmm. were just ready for all of the emails and text messages to come out. And the fact that it didn't, it's like, ugh. Right. That I, it, I need something to fulfill, like.
1: Well, that it's not just about the money. That it was more about they wanted Kaepernick to forego a settlement so that they could, so that he could, like, shine a light on maybe what was happening in the NFL. But I agree. I think that's irrelevant. And that was
0: never his fight. It wasn't yeah. necessarily against the NFL. His bigger fight is fighting, like, social injustice, and this will help him do it, because now he has money to fund his uh, Know Your Rights campaign, which I think he was running out of money.
1: There, I guess there was some kind of report out that said that teams might now be interested in signing Kaepernick because this case has been settled. Stephen, you're our head NFL guy. What do you think? That's not
0: happening. They, they would have signed him two years ago. Like, Once the Seahawks, I think they were like the one team that really gave him real interest. I think the Ravens kind of did, but the owner was never on board, so that was never going to happen. But once the Seahawks passed on him, that's when I started thinking he's never going to play in the NFL again because they were like the perfect situation. Mm -hmm. They already had guys in the locker room that were speaking out about the same issues as Kaepernick. It's a liberal city, Seattle. They have a mobile quarterback who has a similar skill set to Colin Kaepernick, so it would make sense to have him as the backup rather than a traditional slower pocket passer. So, like, everything made sense for them to sign him, and they didn't. And once that happened, I knew. I was like, he's never playing again.
2: But uh, so I don't know who said it, but they, was it his lawyer who said that the Panthers could be uh, a team that picks him up? Because they do they did sign Eric Reed and.
0: But I think that's the only reason he's saying it.
2: But I mean Because they signed Eric Reed. But Cam Newton also yeah. might be out. No, his shoulder's fine. Oh, so, oh, yeah. so you know. <laughs> no, they they've like reported it. Okay.
0: So he's, of- he's, he's not gonna
2: miss time. But people also said the Patriots could be a team that picked him up.
1: I think that's what I heard is the Patriots, it, which I almost died laughing.
2: I it's a it's a chance because Robert Kraft plays both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out and said he was a Trump supporter, but then you see him doing stuff with, like, Meek Mill, and it's like...
1: He just cares about making money.
2: I don't think he ever came out and said he's a Trump supporter. He's just friends with him. Didn't he give him a Super Bowl ring?
1: Yeah, but that was, like, when they went to the White House or something.
0: No, I don't think he gave him a Super Bowl ring. I I think he's never came out and said, I support this guy. They were friends before... It's kind of like the same thing with Brady where there's a connection there, but he's not going to, like, come out and go, yeah,
2: I support his politics. Yeah. But I think the Patriots could potentially pick him up and show people, like, hey, he's still good.
1: Okay. My hypothetical for you. Mm -hmm. If the Patriots (laughs) signed him, we already know that Steven loves Bill Belichick, so he's not included in this. But would you like the Patriots if – They signed Colin Kaepernick. Uh,
2: Like I said before the Super Bowl, I have no beef with the Patriots anymore. (laughs) I'd be like, you know what? Good move on them. They gave a brother a chance. That should be the way we close out Black History Month. Go ahead, Patriots. Pick up Kaepernick. Let's let's write the wrongs of Black History Month this year <laughs> and let's make that happen.
1: I guess it's really just a question for for me and my introspection given how much I hate Tom Brady and the New England Patriots.
2: How weird would that be though like
1: It would make them a little bit more palatable, I will say. I'd I, be like, "Uh, all right.
0: Uh, I like the I I don't root against the Patriots, but I do dislike Tom Brady." So
1: yeah. I'm with you there. Okay, well that's good.
2: I would love to see like I'd
1: love a reality But show. I'll say yeah. that
2: Tom Brady like Tom Brady doing his little Instagram videos, you just see Kaepernick's fro behind him.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't think Kaepernick's a good fit for them. I, I mean, I think people have started to oversell how good Kaepernick was, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, if you're defending him, that makes sense. I've always tried to like keep it like level-headed. Like, I don't think he's that good of a player, but he's good enough to be in the NFL. Steven, I don't think it's ever going to happen.
1: Stephen, nobody needs your the truth, the truth <laughs> and reality crushing our hypothetical fantasies, okay?
2: So when are we going to get our Kaepernick <laughs> Patriots jersey? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Just let us live in this fantasy world.
2: The Panthers should sign him, though.
1: God, you're such a oh realist.
0: What?
2: You suck, man. <laughs> all
1: right. Stephen's not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> Let's move on to the beef of the week.
2: All right. So as we all know, February is Black History Month, and designer brands are just doing whatever they can to just be racist. Uh, can I? Am I allowed to say that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's
2: <laughs> my <hot> take.
1: <laughs> that's your hot if take. If you don't
2: know, Gucci made a uh, blackface hoodie. Then no, you, it's
1: not a blackface hoodie. It's a
2: blackface
1: balclava, which is something that comes up. It's supposed to cover mm. your entire face. But it, like, comes up like a turtleneck and pulls over your mouth and nose. And it is wildly offensive.
2: Then, (laughs) recently, Burberry made a noose-like chain that goes around your neck, or it was a part of a hoodie. And earlier, we had Prada with the, like, just racist toy monkey keychains, and it's like... Where are the people of color in these meetings that are being pitched for ideas to just say, hey, let's not do that? That's a there are no
1: people of color in these rooms, that is why stuff like this keeps happening. Are you ready for a sports segue into this though?
2: Oh, what is it?
1: I had an interview this week with Kim Davis, she is the EVP of social impact for the NHL, and I was and I asked her. What did you think about Kid Rock playing the All-Star Game? Because that seems like it undercuts your message of diversity and inclusion. And she said, this is what happens when you don't have the right voices in the room who can step up and say, hey, maybe that's not such a good idea. And those were her exact words. But that's the same thing that's happening in these situations is that there's literally nobody in the room who is willing, who who even like sees what is happening, who can step up and say, That's not such a good idea.
2: So I think there should be some type of process where if people have ideas and you have just a little bit questions like, will people get offended? Is this racist? Will people consider us, you know, will people uh, boycott us? Send it to this process. I don't know if it's a website, I don't know if you mail it into a store Well,
1: it's like an anonymous submission, yes, yeah, on the internet. You like, just send it out there is this racist.com,
2: it's this wrong.com. Get it reviewed, have like a panel of five review it and be like, This is okay to put out. And then that's how, if people think it's a problem, you could be like, Well, we got it reviewed and checked out, and
1: yeah. Well, a lot of politicians, right? When they want to float ideas to see how they'll how they'll test among voters, they leak information, which mm-hmm. is like a controlled release of information. So you just leak the design and and see what the feedback is. People are like, "Oh yeah, that leaked design is super racist." There you have your answer. That
0: happened with Kaepernick a lot. I feel like whenever he got like connected with a team, it would like leak out, and then I feel like the owners would like gauge the feedback mm-hmm. from fans and then be yeah. like. Uh, never mind
1: never mind yeah sorry that was just a rumor that got started we don't know where it came from on this
0: is it racist panel we should have like one old racist white guy just
2: so if he says if he's too over like
0: (laughs) if he's too excited about the product then it just just...
2: (laughs) you show it him first you'd be like i'm just saying the name bob do you like this sweater turtleneck oh i love it all right so we know We're rejecting this one.
1: This is racist. (laughs) Uh, All right, next week we'll be back to possibly talk about sports, possibly talk about *A Star Is Born*. Thank you guys for listening.